0: Terms apply. Here's your host, Michael Sevier, on 1620 The Zone. Schuster claps the hands, rolls the pocket, flips it out in the flat, pass caught, touchdown. It was tipped, wasn't it? Zavaldi
1: grabs it in the end zone. He's the one who made the catch on the fourth and two to get it to the three. He gets a touchdown grab there, and we're at a 7-6 game with 13 seconds left.
0: Welcome back. Severe Reaction here on 1620 The Zone. Steve Sipple coming up in about 13 minutes. We'll chat with him about the game yesterday and his thoughts as he feel better, worse, or indifferent about Nebraska after watching them get their first win of the year. Uh, A a website that does a great job, if you like analytics, is cfbstats.com. And, you know, one of the stats that Nebraska struggled at has been field position over the last few years. It's because either they had a poor punter or their kickoff team was struggling or whatever else, but that's one of the things that when you look at just overall, good teams manage to have field position advantages. You know, if people always quote Tom Osborne. Tom Osborne would talk about the the difference in seven yards on a return and what it meant point-wise for Nebraska and how much better they were in those situations. Right now, Nebraska's averaging 55% on third down. That is great. And allowing the opponents 40% on third down. That's not bad. That's pretty darn good. Um, but they're one and one, of course. Um, red zone success, uh 85%. 7 times in the red zone, 6 scores. Of course, you have a missed field goal in there. Um or a turnover. I can't remember. Uh field goal success, uh 1 in 1 of 3. Um turnover rate, man. That's it. Again, you know Nebraska's already got this year and it's not a ton. But they have three fumbles with two loss, um, and you already have three interceptions. And John Bishop does a great job of charting what it means to Nebraska when they lose the turnover battle, and we've seen it over and over again. They usually lose those games. When they break even or win it, those are the games they normally want, They normally win. I talked about this earlier in the show, but this is going to – hopefully not a team that, that has to have explosive plays to score. Because, as you know, there are going to be certain teams you play against that aren't going to allow you to have explosive plays. They're just not. They're going to play some sort of cover two shell and they're going to make you matriculate your way down the field, right? Nebraska yesterday had five explosive passing plays, 21, 24, 35, 19, and 31. Pretty darn good. They had 10 explosive rush plays. That's 10 yards or more, with, of course, the 46-yard one being the longest play of the game, the Anthony Grant run. Um that's great and you want to have explosives, you do. The concern I have again is when you get into the season where you have to be able to move the ball down the field and you move it down the field on like a, you know, a 4-yard average or something, can you do that? Can you score? Or are you going to get bogged down and it's going to look up and you're going to be punting a lot? Uh, so that's one of the things that you have a concern about. Yes, yesterday was great and, you know, last year they had they had more plays last year. They were either, they were in the top 3. They had more plays of like 30, 40, 50, 60 and maybe even 70 combined than almost any other team in Division One, But they didn't have a ton of plays that were like 10 to 20. It was a weird thing, dynamic. Intermediate wasn't great. Real explosive was really, really good. The question is, can they find a happy medium there? Go back to the phones before we take a break to get to Steve Sippel, 402-951-1620. That's where Jason is. Hey, Jason, how you doing?
2: Hey, pretty good, Michael. Hey, uh, <laughs> just a few comments. Yeah. Uh, just to keep my just to keep my sanity, I've been having to listen to the game on the radio. Sometimes watching these games on TV, it just it just really really gets you stressed out because you you see the mistakes and just to listen to it on the radio, it kind of keeps you somewhat tempered even though you get frustrated. And the other thing is, I mean, we, we thought I, I think having Whipple come in it's it helped Frost. Frost loves the pass, but now he he found an offensive coordinator that really loves to pass, and I mean. We, we got the word from the pit coach, Nardusky. I mean, <laughs> that's what frustrated him. You yeah. know, and like I said, there's a nice mix between run and pass, but ain't found himself one that really likes to pass. And now that, that's raining uh, Frosty's uh, thought, Frosty is Let's get back to mixing it up here a little bit. And I don't know, like I said, the, my final comment is, uh, I mean, you watch these Big Ten teams, and, and we've, adopted, we've adapted well. We ugly it up. We look like a Big Ten team not many points and it looks like an nfl i've always felt like the big things like the nfl it comes down to the final two series and there's not many points <laughs> it gets real frustrating and that's why i'm hoping we world eventually someday get back to looking like nebraska you know in the alamo bowl just rolling these guys
0: <laughs> no doubt hey jason we appreciate it man you betcha have a great weekend listen i can do it one better i go from this is when my team a team that i like is playing I go from watching it to turn on the radio to watching it on score mobile, <laughs> watching the play-by-play. If it gets bad, like I, I've been a Penn State fan most of my life, okay, and, and I don't talk a lot about it because what happened with Sandusky and everything else, but I have. I've cheered for them. So Penn State's playing the opening game of the season, and, you know, they're trailing. Uh, Clifford throws the pick, and I'm like, oh. I switch over listen to the game on the national radio. <laughs> listen on national radio. Uh, the play is made where the ball is tipped down the field and it looks like the tight end caught it. I immediately turned off the radio and went to score mobile and was watching the (laughs) play-by-play. They called it incomplete. Penn State comes back, gets the late score, ends up holding on to win. I I watched none of it. I listened to none of it. I watched the play-by-play on score mobile. And I don't know if it's superstition or I just, I can't watch it. I don't know. But, then I went back and I watched the last two drives on my YouTube TV, rewound it, and went back and watched it. But I, I understand. I understand sometimes watching your team is so painful that you'd rather just let your imagination run wild and listen to the game on the radio or sit there and just watch it go by on whatever score mobile ESPN, whatever you use to follow the games on the internet, do it that way. That's sometimes just a. A better way to do it makes you feel a bit better. I completely understand that. Real quick, before we take a break, um, Frost on finishing drive rate, because I wanted to play this. I I understand Frost understands analytics. I know they have guys on their staff. They pay people to do stuff with analytics for them. I get that. And I haven't really heard Frost address it much, but here's him talking about the importance of not losing points when you get in that position.
1: Because you came off the field, and I think you were pretty fired up. Did that continue in the locker room? Yeah, you know, part of that was deserved and part wasn't. I, you know, we only got four possessions on offense in the first half. I didn't realize that until after the game. Um, we had the ball down there again, took a strip strip sack. Can't do it. Um, when we get to league play, when you get the ball past the other team's 40, you got to be aggressive but careful to not ever give up points. And those type of plays that give up points – uh can be backbreakers in close games. Glad it wasn't today. Um, we're still finding our way a little bit.
0: Yeah, you cannot give up points or lose points in that situation. It'd be great to score seven every time. You're not. It'd be great to get something every time. You're not. But if you are going to not score down there, at least leave the other team in a bad spot. That's your goal. If you're not going to score the finishing drive rate, you at least leave the other team in a bad spot. Quick phone call with David. Go ahead, David. What's happening?
1: Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm good, man. Hey, I got uh, two comments just uh, thinking over things. And believe me, man, I am not an apologist. And what you said is so true. They just, they got whipped at the point of attack both in Ireland uh, and in Lincoln. But uh, something I think is interesting is (laughs) this season's so make or break. It's so clutch. It's so key. And it just seems that uh sorry I'm at the gym what other program you know we go to ireland I mean, yeah you can't make it any more difficult than to take that whole organization overseas <laughs> right and then everybody that goes overseas nfl ncaa whatever they come back they get a bye week not us no 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 we got to go right back at it so do i do i forgive what happened in the first half yesterday no because it's it's true but, man, we just make it so hard on ourselves at every single turn. And then, secondly, and this is really prompted my call, and believe me, um, the last guy that called, we, we get to all have our opinions, but I, I'm tired of hearing this. You know, we got to get back to being Nebraska. we got to get back to the Alamo Bowl. Gang, we're a Big Ten team. We're in the Big Ten. It's time to stop thinking that we're going to do something different in the Big Ten. Be a Big Ten team. Hire a Big Ten coach. Hire people who have equity, who have intelligence, who have experience in the freaking Big Ten. We're not bringing the option in. We're not going to go air, coast, raid, whatever. <laughs> be a Big Ten team. Start acting like it. You're In the conference, join it. Be a part of it or continue to be roadkill. So thanks for the time, man. Got that off my chest. Appreciate you.
0: Thanks, David. We appreciate it. Uh, John Bishop, listening. Uh, in terms of, I mentioned winning or losing the turnover margin since 2007. When Nebraska wins the turnover margin, 48 and six. I think that's like an 80 percent win clip. Uh, lose the turnover margin, 29 and 58. Um, breaking even since 2007, 24 and 13. It's turned a little bit under Scott Frost because breaking evens now is only four and six. So just breaking even isn't good enough to win. Uh, win turnover margin though, 9 and 4. Losing turnover margin 3 and 20 under Scott Frost. 3 and 20 when they lose the turnover margin. That and yesterday and before that it was it was 2 and 19, right? Or it was they won one yesterday for the first time in forever losing the turnover margin. So they only had 1-2 at that point. Losing the turnover margin lost it yesterday and ended up winning. And that helps when you plan against North Dakota, of course. Is the big difference. Uh, We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Stephen M. Sipple from Husker Online. We come back here on Severe Reaction. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our US-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues.